0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Obsession. I'm Carl Bucky. And I'm Mike Stadler. Mike, we got a question today from Scott. It says, What are your top five hunting techniques? I'm assuming for whitetails. The top five hunting techniques. I hmm. mean, what we like to do? Different things at different times. We like to use decoys, we like to call. We like to set our property up right. Uh, I don't know what else for techniques. I <laughs> mean, that's how I look at it, techniques.
1: You know, let's just take the decoy part. Yeah, yeah we like to decoy. Uh, we, you know, we specifically have stands though that we set that we can decoy on. It's true. Uh, that's- you Talk to 10 people, you'll get 12 answers on hunting with decoys. Yeah, um, we've both had success doing it, obviously, we failed doing it. Uh, you know, that's one we like to call. I um, mean, we're, we're more just uh, grunt calls, uh, kind of have one away from bleeding and things like that a little bit over the years. Uh, we do both still like to use decoys at the right time yeah. in the right spot, um, and that. That spot would be some place where a deer has to expose itself to see where that decoy is, which also adds the calling has to come into play with that. Yeah, those two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. that's a that's a big I, to me. That's basically one technique. You have to be able to do all that. I'm not right. so into blind calling. No, we kind of both did it for a while and don't do it anymore. No, right? or very very sparingly. Maybe throw a call out, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, decoys, I'm not a doe decoy guy. I do not put does out. Me neither. Um, decoys in general, you know, it's after the 20th of October as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yep. Um, Same as for our calling. Rattling, yeah. if you rattle, which we both do rattle. Oh, yeah. Um, again, though, the rattling, if you've watched any of our earlier podcasts, we've gotten into that where um, the rattling has to be, again, a point where a buck has to come in to see where that's coming from. One hundred percent. You know they can't. You can't put a. You know, uh, just sit in an open field with no decoys. Start rattling. It's not going to be very productive. They'll come around the backside, but as soon as they don't okay. see anything, they're gone. They're going
0: to be gone. You know, you uh, might not even see them. Well, that's true. majority of the time, they're two hundred yards yeah. down there, wind checking. Yeah. Him. But you know, rattling in general, to me, I'll be honest. Rattling in general, you've got like
1: a week and a half. Yeah, there's a small window there. Yeah. yeah, that's that early rut. Yeah, that aggressive stage. One of my favorite times. You know, it's one of your favorite times. Oh, to yeah, hunt. I love it when the bucks are aggressive. That's we you actually know, shoot most of our deer. Yeah, our bucks. I guess you could call that a technique. I, don't know. I love to hunt that part of the year. That's when I really you yep. um, you know, we like to decoy. We like to call. Uh, you know, we hunt fronts. I guess you could call it a technique that's a huge thing that we do yeah technique wise for
0: weather fronts you know you really have to become a weatherman for the fall that's how I look at it I mean we watch a lot of weather underground. we're constantly in communication with each other I mean, realistically we live an hour apart and two different parts of the state and what could be happening here at Mike's place could be totally different than down at my place yeah, for sure and you know we'll hunt that movement based off of whatever it'd be like yeah, i'd be like yeah dude you got to get over here now yep. so and then i mean there I, for instance i remember one time i was we gotten back from north dakota and mike went out and he ended up shooting one of our target deer yep. and he's like dude you got to get up here now and yep. i came up there that night yep. They, yep. they were all over the place we're down by my place there wasn't anything moving no yep. you know so it is what it is you know techniques you know barometric pressure we're both big on barometric pressure we like to see that 30 yeah, 30 is a big number and rising <clears throat> yeah a rising barometric pressure is big um, obviously weather fronts again right there you
1: know hot or cold that's true people think it's always got to be cold front but the deer move on fronts yes hot or cold yep. day or night you know the front can come the in, Biggest thing we we've talked about fronts a lot, and people are always interested in it. People want to hunt a front. You got to hunt it on the right time. When the front comes through, you can't you know come running out there and sit there. Yeah, you I already think,
0: missed it. Yeah, I think the yeah I think the you know? the big example I used on one of the podcasts. I don't remember which one it was, but it's like let's just say your big change is at nine p.m. Well, that means you should have been hunting the front side of that. So yes. that's six p.m. to eight p.m.
1: Yeah, that's when the changes because if you go out at 6 a.m. that's yeah. nine hours yeah. later it's done, the, yeah, done they've moved and been done you know yeah. if, you, if you you know driving to work stuff like that when you see the deer you can see the deer move oh yeah and you know what's going on if you're if you're a tuned in bow hunter oh, yeah. you know what's going on yeah. the other day wife's like god the deer are really moving the other day I said yeah I'm aware I said you do know that all that rain's coming in this afternoon oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: I'm like, so they're up on their feet their feet I knew that
0: yesterday when I was heading down on the yeah, land. Yeah, you saw I'm it. heading down to my land, and here it's midday, and there's deer all over the fields, and I'm like, that front's close. And of course, it started raining when I was A little there, too close. <laughs> is what it is. Right. I mean, that's that's our biggest technique, and I'll be honest with you, I think my biggest technique, and Mike's also, is, is our ability to use square fronts. Yeah. And I think any hunter nowadays is going to tell you that. I mean, there's enough education out there for you guys, whether you get it from us or somebody else, about how to hunt weather fronts. It's really important. If you're new to to bow hunting, you need to educate yourself on the weather and how it affects deer movement. That's a huge one. Um, If you're referring to, like, techniques like, you know, uh, decoys and calling, you know. Calling to me... I used to call whenever I would see deer um, I might hit one with a grunt every now and then okay. if it's early just to see but the majority of the time they're not interested. Okay. they're still in their feeding patterns early um, you know, that's I guess that's the other thing technique wise too is you need to learn to
1: where to hunt and when that goes into another thing too is you know, entrances and exits to and from stands yeah. Morning stands and night stands that can all be a technique if you consider it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. You go back to decoys. You know, how do you position your decoy? Do you know how to do it? That's important. I, I watch the people that are on TV have their decoys positioned wrong. You know, and I'm, my wife even sees it now. She's like, "Look at the way is that decoy planted." Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I see it. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. You know? How's that going to work out for <laughs> It's probably not going to work real good. You know. Wow,
0: I don't know how many times I've seen people with decoys pointed straight away from them. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: You know? And then if you're pointing it that way, and that's your wind direction, you're already hunting it the wrong way anyway. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> another big... another thing to learn, you know. And deer aren't going to stand there with their you know back to the wind. No. Nope. You know that's one thing you remember that when you're placing a decoy, if that helps you at all. That's a big one. Because uh, a buck that. Is going to come to a decoy it's going to circle that decoy and he is going to get in front of the head yeah and he's going to come in so you want that thing angled so that you can make a shot you know and most likely before it gets to the decoy 100 so once it gets to the decoy it's going to be too late it's either going to bolt from it yeah or it's going to ram it yep. down and then take off that's a fact so you know i've i don't think we've seen a lot on
0: Decoy thing, yeah. Rattling wise, you know, I'll rattle at a deer if I see a deer. Uh, very seldom anymore do I uh, blind rattle. I, I will every now and then, uh, depending on my location. Correct. The whole idea, like Mike said earlier, is to, uh, you want these bucks to be searching for you. You want to be the reason they're coming. The hard part about these white tail is, for some reason, they are very
1: good at sound location. <laughs> they... You call once when you see a deer. You know, say that deer is at 100 yards, 150 yards, and it's a fairly calm wind. Yeah. You grunt at that deer once, he knows where you are. Oh, yeah. And don't continue to blow your grunt call like it's a kazoo. You maybe, maybe you didn't hear me. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you didn't. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. They're going to come if they want to come at that point. They already have the attention. Yeah. yeah. And especially if they walk off don't keep calling. Yep. They're most likely circling you at that point. That's true. Here's one of the,
0: the, the uh, techniques that you'll hear out there that we are not a big fan of. deer sense. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't do it. Won't do it.
1: Um, yep. I spend way too much time trying to be scent free. Yep. But we can lead that into two or another thing that we do a lot of that I think we've gotten really big into is the box scrapes. 100%. No, we did. We moved. We moved a few today on my property. And put three more in, um, and do not put scent on the scrape that you make on the ground if you're going to make one in it. Right. Or on the vine that you're hanging. They will do that themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's a that's another technique. I mean, if you we like to hunt scrapes. Yeah. You, know, you can watch a lot of people that do it sturgis is a big one for it oh yeah putting in mock scrapes you know don't put a hundred of them in no you know make them use them and that's another good thing when you start watching our midweek stuff that we have coming out here on wednesdays right um, we cleaned a lot of brush up to make them use our mock scrapes we
0: created a east-west line of movement today on mike's property that is all along the seven acre um, tree line that he's got here behind this place And basically, uh, easy in, easy out for us. And uh, the ability to get bucks to transition on this east-west movement. Whether we shoot them in the woods or on the tree line before the food plot, doesn't really matter to us. But we'll be able to see both directions, north and south. So those are are things we like to do. Yeah, and that's a big one. Uh, You're going to see us talk about this a lot this year. You're going to see it on the Wednesday shows, like Mike was saying we we'll to be showing you guys you know small land prep all the stuff we do so we can
1: uh, at least try and take a good white tailor right there. for sure i i you know today real good example i'm up in the stand carl's trimming trees trimming branches as i'm up above phil's helping us and we have a trail that comes out you know eight ten yards from the stand to the left which is coming out to a mock scrape that we put up um, and we dropped a few big branches yeah. off and blocked yeah. one yeah. of the paths of that trail coming out. So we forced them to use just the one coming out and they'll do it. Oh yeah. And they don't care. And now when they do that, when they come out, it's already over. Yeah. If you want that animal at that point. Yeah.
0: So yeah. basically we're creating a line of movement for the deer. And uh, I guess, I don't want to say that's a technique we designed,
1: but I mean it's basically getting, getting deer to move where you want yeah. them to move. And we, we talk about it all the time, Carl. We, we talk about the structure that we put in, trees, corn, how we do our plots, yep. you know, doing that. That's a technique, and that's things we use, and it's things that have made us successful, yep. and a lot of people successful. I'd like to, I'd like to say we invented it. Yeah, we did We didn't. we got to go to work tomorrow morning. Just like everybody else. <laughs> Too, so, but, yeah, that's anything, you know, any technique, I think, that can make you successful, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's be good, you those know. are the big things that we use. Weather
0: fronts, uh, line of movement. So basically, us setting up the line of movement for deer. Calling, calling, decoys, and we really like the barometric, barometric pressure adjustments. We are not moon phase guys. No. You will not hear us talk about moon phase. I think that is all BS. Well, maybe not BS, but it's not something I really like. Correct. So. Okay. <laughs> nope. Uh, probably won't we'll find this one up there, Mike. I think that pretty much what we, how we see things. But uh, we appreciate you guys watching, appreciate you listening. Uh, if you get a chance, subscribe to the channel here at Rush Outdoors Wisconsin. Uh, like I said, we'll be bringing you guys all the land improvements and stuff on Wednesdays. We'll put those out you guys be able to check them out here on the show right here at the channel at Rush Outdoors Wisconsin. Uh, If you want to listen to the podcast, if you don't see the video, be sure to listen at rss.com under The Obsession, Spotify under The Obsession, or Google Podcasts under The Obsession. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for tuning in.